The US presidential debate happened this week. Joe Biden v Donald Trump. Commentators on all sides of politics seem to be deeply disappointed, and some seem to be quite disturbed as a result of this latest event in the political machine that is the US. I guess the question we ask is, we ask is what have we come to in this Western world? It was two individuals at their base level throwing shaming names at each other, mostly over the top of each other at the same time. It was a public words war that was centred not on any particular policy, it seems, but on the person. They played the man instead of the ball in this game, it looked like. One Aussie journalist put it this way, the rancor engulfing America swamped the first Trump-Biden debate. This was a spiteful, chaotic, abusive, often out-of-control, brawling encounter with both candidates revealing their contempt for each other. Paul Kelly in The Australian. I guess we all knew it would be like this. This quite violent and divisive kind of talk has been like this on our nightly news and our online news feeds for ages. But like when you know an event's going to be pretty uninspiring, it is still a bit of a shock when it is so uninspiring uninspiring that it actually disturbs you. I think that describes what a lot of people are feeling disturbed. So many questions from those of us who do not live in the US and are not American citizens. The event, I can't call it a debate because it wasn't one and was never going to be. The event seemed to be a concentrated, up-close look at what seems to be an ever-deepening divide in the US. Paul Kelly again. On display was the reckless deterioration of American political life and the collapse of respect for civil life, civic life. Donald Trump and Joe Biden could barely tolerate each other, exposing the raw hostility that plagues America today. There is one certainty from this debate. The Trump and Biden partisans will claim vindication and the divisions in America will only deepen. I know some American folks and I love them. They're great people and I call them friends proudly. I have Americans in my extended family and I'm happy about that too. I've been to the US three times over the last 30 years and I love it. I loved it all three times. But I don't like this deep division that seems to be deepening for them. I fear for the good old US of A. I bet you my friends and family do too. Is this the road to the end for a superpower? I hear historians hinting at such... This is the end of the Pax Americana, the peace of America. Ancient Rome was the world's most dominant, influential superpower for the longest period of time, but even it, the great Pax Romana, the peace of Rome, came to its end. Some say Rome just got bored, so uninspired. Rome lost the will to forge a new way ahead, to build, to improve, to serve. Rome just gave in to petty politics and hate-filled conversation and basically collapsed, not from a strong outside force force destroying it, but kind of destroying itself from within, like cancer to the human body. I've not lived long enough and I'm not wise enough to know to really know what will become of the US and those of us who are closely related to it, you know, other developed Western countries like Australia. I guess we'll see in time, for better or for worse. But what are we supposed to do in the meantime as all this plays out? Do 
that we turn off the screen and ignore it all as we roll our eyes in cynical disappointment at these two guys? Do we just throw a few stones ourselves by belittling these men and their country? Do we get so enraged by it that we buy in and take a side and pass the ammo out for some more hate-filled words? Well, none of these responses to our sense of disturbance seems very helpful. As a person of faith in a gracious God of all nations, I guess I'll commend them and us and everybody else to a greater vision for us and try and avoid the hate. I'll put down the ammo. I'll focus on serving others and loving my family and my friends and my community and staying away from the extremes of either side. For me, that's the best I think I can do. What about you? One Aussie journo had a kind of solution, at least for the next so-called debate. Allow the moderator to cut the mics whenever Donald or Joe get out of control. Carolyn Overington from The Australian put it like this. It was the mediator, Chris Wallace, who at one point was reduced to begging a hectoring Trump, please stop, sir. In his defence, he had no ability to cut the mics. That has to happen before the next debate so the audience at least gets a chance to hear what the candidates actually have to say. They, of course, should make it worth hearing. Well, I'm not so sure I really want to hear what they're going to have to say anyway if it's more of this stuff. I might just cut the mics and keep them cut. Well, at least for a while anyway.